and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street, a monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also rate and review us on Apple iTunes. All right, everyone, we are here and we are back. And today, I am so excited. We are covering Evil Dead, the remake from 2013, and Evil Dead Rise. So expect some controversial thoughts because I am here for these two movies. Listen, it's been time because it's the same month we're doing Double Double Toil and Trouble. So why not fucking get into the trouble in this cabin again? This, I'm very proud of us. This is the first time we've done a whole franchise in the same year. We said we just don't. We just said we don't do it. And we got to (laughs) my favorites of the franchise. So (laughs) we we was in the Evil Dead frenzy. We was like deadites, deadites out the way. But okay, let's get into this. Okay, let's let us begin with the remake from 2013. Sheree, what's one of your first thoughts? Okay, so this was my third watch of this movie, and it was the first time that family up top made sense because we barely see that witch when she's possessing people in the <laughs> when they come to the cabin um, later in life. And so I was like, "Who are these people? Why do I care?" And I was like, "It's her." It took three times. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Yeah, I was wondering that. When it first happened, I was like, how are they going to... This has to play into this somewhere. But I got it when they went down into the basement and saw the wood and said, oh, this smells like burnt hair or something like that. I was like, oh, shit, bitch. And they found that book, and I was like, why the hell y'all doing this? This is too much. But my basis question for this movie because this is an early or the guess a 2010s horror film you know we got questions why the hell Mm -hmm. who the fuck brings their new girlfriend to their sister's detox party i would have been so pissed if i were natalie especially when all the shit starts going down i would have been like you motherfucker you brought me here you brought me here i am mad that's what that's one of my fucking notes. You don't bring a fucking date to your sister's rehab, especially when it's self-imposed and she's extra vulnerable after you fucked up and you didn't come check on her after your mom died. And you also like, I'm bringing bitches. How you feeling, sis? I hate him so much off the bat. I'm happy he died. Spoiler I mean, alert. <laughs> the only thing, the only thing I'll give him is he's hot. Like that's the, that's it. That's, 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 that is. You can have him. That, that <laughs> is the, the thesis. But like, my my note about my note about this is it feels fucked up and i wish they found a different story to get another body in here because it could have been nia's girlfriend why couldn't that have been a thing that would have made sense right absolutely absolutely hands down that would have made more sense than him bringing his girlfriend why say hey girl hey hun i said hey girl like that's how you talk to your girlfriend anyway Hey, hey, lovely lady, I am going to help my sister out for the weekend. I'll see you on Tuesday. Like, I get they wanted the same formation as the original Evil Dead, where it's like guy, girl, guy, girl, sister. But also, like, it don't work because you are like, it's about addiction. It's about her. But also, he's bringing a fucking date. This is not, this is not the Grammys. This is not, <laughs> it's not an opening night gala. This bitch about to be vomiting and sick. 
and like cut lash out at people. Their whole Come treatment of her detox was uh, my second biggest problem with this movie. A movie that I enjoy on the whole, but like I like why also did after they find the book in the basement, they leave a loaded gun in a house with a with a, a woman going through detox, which I've never done this, but like I can imagine it is hell and you might be pushed to do some extreme things. So let's take away the, like, would you go to rehab? I'm assuming, I don't know. Would you go to rehab? I'm assuming they don't just leave knives around for you to be playing with. No. Because, <laughs> again, addiction is a yes. powerful disease. And some people do a lot of things to other people in order to feed that disease. And so they just were not handling it well at all. Because also her friends were like, the last time she's tried this, she bailed. I'm not going to let her bail this time. You can't force someone to do rehab. That never works. Look at all the celebrities who get right back on this shit after they get their next movie. Like, I just, who, I, again, I'm not researched enough to know all the ins and outs of a proper rehab, to know if this is, like, fine for addiction possession movies or not. But, like, it just, it felt a little bit like, I want to ask them, I want to, do you have a drama Turk? Right. Do you have a Do you have a therapist on set? Because like you need one. Someone needs to help you figure out what should should be happening. Because now I have questions that are not about the demons. Right. <laughs> um, shall we get to our joint complaint? Why did the tree rape follow us in the 2013? Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's not that the tree it's doesn't it, rape her, whatever. It still enters her from her vagina. It shoves itself yeah. inside of her. It shoves yeah. itself. Oh, that's hands right. down. Um, and yeah, and I'm just like, if you're gonna remake this movie, that's the one thing we didn't need. And you're like, I'm yeah. gonna keep that. Again, this is why I don't trust men. Um, and I don't. Maybe Mr. Alvarez is very friendly, and he was just like, I don't know. We got to keep some stuff. Um, but I'm like, we got chainsaws. We got we got Bruce Campbell with Insane Groovy. We didn't also. Yeah. Need I mean, I, I, like and, it was the ghost of the girl from the opening that like pukes out this weird thing that goes up in her it's still something that is entering a woman without her consent like that is rape oh yeah it's rape. Hand, no matter if it's a branch no. or a weird furry thing that someone vomited out it is still not okay and much like in the original this is what gets her possessed but nobody else gets assaulted to get possessed and so i'm just like why is the first bitch the one you gotta assault what what is that Explain that to me. Nobody else got to get it, but like she do. And it don't even make sense because like later on when like Bruce Campbell is out here being like 19 versus himself, none of them are getting assaulted in order to be demonic. They're just like, oh, hey, I'm one of your copies. Um, <laughs> like we just did right. the first three movies. He right. never got assaulted. Easily. I, and like, I do, I will say, I do think it was an interesting choice to have the woman that is originally possessed be the woman that is our final girl in this movie. Like the first one, the girl that was possessed. They was fucked in women back then. Mr. Ramey, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so that like, at least you gave us that, but like, yeah. why did you keep this in here? I just don't, it, it wasn't scary. It wasn't, I mean, I get, it probably was scary to women. I get that. But like, I don't know. 
it's what pissed me off because I was having a fine time with this movie. Evil Dead's not my franchise. I've said that many times. I respect it. I get why it's important. I historical and all that jazz. But like, it's not my franchise. But I was having a decent enough time with this, and that happened. I'm like, oh, so we're not changing. We're not learning. We're not growing. We're still throwing shit in women. But however salty I am, I will say when we're doing a live tweet with Pluto TV um, at Dread Central, like Mary Beth pointed out that it kind of makes this a rape revenge mm. situation. And I'm mulling that over because like rape revenge is not my, that is not my particular subgenre, as we all know. Uh, most of them are not handled well. It's well, very clumsy and awful. And so I just why. avoid them. That's why. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. And so, and so it's not my, it's not my cup of tea. But when she said that or tweeted that, I should say, it did make me look at it in that way. And so I feel like it's just like men fumbling a rape revenge story or fumbling into one yeah. on accident. Um, and it gives it a little bit of nuance, which is fun. That's a, <laughs> and that's so a really I, interesting yeah. angle. I didn't take it as that either when I first watched it or when I watched it yeah. today. Um, but that makes me, uh, I hate to say it. It's right. still not great. Right. Well, like, at least it's a way of looking at it. That's not just like, fight me, fight right. Me. I, I, yeah. Like, I think that's where I'm at with it. Like, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I would love to pick her brain about that at some point. I'm definitely still mulling it over because when she tweeted that, I was like, okay, so at least if that was part of the thought process, which I don't know, I don't know, Mr. Alvarez, um, then at least we were trying to do something as opposed to just being like, I'm keeping it for shits and giggles, which again, not my favorite part, not needed. Because again, we know she's not being believed because she's an addict who's trying to get better. We know what's happening because we've seen it for these movies at this point. Um, and so like, we're on her side. We don't also need to like see her get held down and assaulted yeah. by nature, which again, why yeah. stop? Yeah. It's, it's just, it's odd. It is. Uh, I would love to hear someone defend it because I just, I don't see it. I don't. I don't care to anybody defend her bad choices when it comes to assaulting women on the That's street fair. anymore. That's fair. I just don't. Just be like, you did it. Fucking have a seat. Learn from your mistakes. <laughs> and move on. Uh, <laughs> can we also say I like I said at the top. Like I feel like so far I've been very critical of this film, but and I'm going to continue for this one note, and then I and then I get a little more positive. But there's some of this dialogue was rough. <laughs> again the early aughts and the teens of this millennium they were just like what's dialogue <laughs> for a lot of our movies even the ones we love even the ones we love i'm just like you really said <laughs> let that me shove this chest. characterization <laughs> in here because you've got to know it it's just like there's so much Listen. that i was just like no, it's just like we need to give you more exposition my mom died issue. okay did like, you know that my mom is dead Listen. okay Every time they brought up the mom, we got more about the mom. And I'm like, why she screamed at me? And she called me your name. She didn't call me by my name. She called me by your name. Like the other movie. Anyway, sorry. Uh, I was always worried that she would be like our mom and be mentally unwell. (laughs) Wink, wink at the camera. (laughs) I'm just like, girl. (laughs) And you left. And you left. Right? And when you came back, you had a girlfriend in my rehab, (laughs) you bitch. Like. You brought back that blonde bitch to my rehab's moment. It's my moment. That's why the demons is here. That's why the demons is here. <laughs> you fucked around with that bitch. I, again, I bringing the bringing that girlfriend is the susest thing about this movie because it just why? doesn't make sense. Especially if you already know her. 
he knew me as friends. It was like he was going into a house full of strangers. Um, so like if you know her friends and that's your sister, you don't need to bring the girl you just started dating. It's, it'd be one thing if they'd been married and like her and me right. had a relationship, but it's just like with a girlfriend. No nice one to knows. Meet you. None I'm of them know her. As somebody who doesn't like to be vulnerable with people she knows, and you bring a stranger into my shit, <laughs> you're uninvited and so's your date. Like, this is not a museum right. piece. Right. Like, it's just like, that could be like going through a detox situation because like you said earlier, addiction is a fucking bitch. It is your most vulnerable moment and you're bringing in a fucking stranger to this? He's a bad brother and a bad man. <laughs> And I'm happy he died again. Boom. <laughs> I, like, yeah. But I think they were trying to give him like this redemption thing that just never really fucking worked. They love to make it look like men aren't worthless. They really do. Especially in this. And again, I will say this. He, this character is worthless. But Shiloh Fernandez, call me, honey. Because like, ooh. <laughs> thirst trap. Thirst mode. I didn't think thirst mode. this. Because this character made me a The character, absolutely. (laughs) I hope he's not actually like this in real life. And actually, now that I'm looking at IMDb, the guy that played this dumbass that read the shit in the first place also could get it. But also a shitty character. I think think you're just in a mood, Trent. And you know what? Good for you. Um, Lou Taylor, is it Poochie? Am I saying that right? (laughs) Is it Pussy? (laughs) That's probably more wrong. I don't. I'm sorry to anybody who knows Lou Taylor. Um, please let me know how to say his name because both times I tried, I feel are not okay. <laughs> I'm still a pussy. It looks like a pussy. It's P-U-C-C-I. Is it pussy or Gucci <laughs> is Gucci. Either so way. I'm assuming it's Poochie or something similar to said thing, but I don't think it's pussy. <laughs> both sound like a time and a journey. And I'm just, I'm open to whatever Either the last way. name is. When we get married, you'll be taking my last name. (laughs) (laughs) Are we you hyphen Trent Reese Pussy? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, okay. This cat, like everyone in this cast is hot. Jessica Lucas is hot. Jay Levy is hot. Like this cast is hot. And that the uh, the 2010s knew how to cast hot people. I always forget that to Jane Levy because I'm like, I don't know this Jane Levy because she does a bunch right. of stuff I don't watch. And then I'm just like, oh, that was her. Because <laughs> she was like in Zoe's Extraordinary whatever that I didn't watch. And like some other stuff I've never watched. Um, and so I'm always like, I don't know her. I don't know her. And then like, this comes up like, I do know her. Never mind. She's a great actor. Carry on. <laughs> uh, so my other question was, I was like, this, this movie is an hour, like, Right around an hour and a half. Like, it, it is our sweet spot time frame. I will say this for this franchise. It's not my franchise. But I respect every timestamp. They never fuck around with our time. Mm-hmm. Listen, they're like, lift every demon and sing. Everybody get out. And I was like, yeah! But, so I was at like the 45, 50 mark. I mean, shit was going down, okay? People were being possessed. Mm-hmm. She had shot, sawed her face off. Like, shit was... That KitchenAid, that KitchenAid scene. <laughs> Shit was going down. That's and the infomercial. Dude, what's his name? <laughs> Hold on, let me look. Uh, Eric had Poochie? still not oh. said anything about, hey, I read this shit and it looked real creepy. We might need to look at this book. He ain't said nothing. Nothing. He's still reading it. 
He's still reading it. He's like, oh, I don't know what could be happening, this bitch. Let me say some more Latin in front of this weird book we just fucking found. And I'm just like, you're the real villain here. I know we got demons in the cellar, but it's you that I'm, we need to kill you first and then deal with the demons downstairs. <laughs> uh-huh. I love that when he does figure it out, he's like, oh my God, I can't believe I did this. LOL, girls. <laughs> I'm just like, bitch, you unleashed hell in a cabin. <laughs> He's just like, I don't know. Oh, you know how I am. Oops, <laughs> I'm just I did it again. Uh, I played with your book. <laughs> Got lost Spoiler alert for rain. our next theme. Oops, demons, demons. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, kill Eric immediately, please. And they were like, you he, gotta last. He's with the, the second to last person that dies. If you don't count the demon. Uh yes. That demon was dead when we started, and so I don't know if we count her or not. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I also will say I do respect this film's use of nudity because it wasn't gro- it wasn't like from the male's gaze because like the demon that comes out the ground at the end is naked the whole time, but you don't see titty, you don't see vag, you don't see nothing. You see her shoulder. That's the least he could do after that tree Truly. scene. Because if we had had the tree scene and then just like it's out for no reason, I'd have been like, who the fuck do <laughs> you think you is? The Descent? If you don't put them titties away, <laughs> you can't have it all. You can't have it all, Alvarez. <laughs> like, pick up chips. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it was no gratuitous nudity, which we know that a lot of other directors in this era would have been like, well, everybody got to take a shower all of a sudden. And I'm like, but like the demons beating their asses, they need a shower. And we even got, <laughs> and I'm like, and again, no, Eli, we even stop. got a shower but- scene, but she wasn't naked. She just burned her skin off. <laughs> again, in Eli Roth's hands, <laughs> it would have been something else. It would have been a fucking orgy in the shower. It would have been something else. I'm like, how's she losing skin and also fucking? And he's like, don't ask me questions. It's Monday. <laughs> I'm just like, her skin is actively falling off of her, but her titties remain? And it's like, yes. It's a flesh-eating disease that avoids the titties. It's very scientific. It's called straight man syndrome. Yes, it's called straight malgasia. Um, You might have heard of it. It's contagious. Um, Just a pair of titties just there (laughs) screaming. And they're still screaming. I and love this. Like, I don't my own fucking movie. still screaming, like, even though there's no mouth. It's just like a breastplate, right? a drag queen breastplate, and they're just Literally. screaming. <laughs> no, and he's just like, and the sequel, Screaming Titties 2, will be ready next week. We're filming it right now. <laughs> it's like, we don't want Screaming Titties 1. Please this is going to be the longest list of, ti- of episode them. titles we've had. Screaming uh, <laughs> Titties might be this episode, and I'm sorry to everybody who wanted to hear an Evil Dead podcast. <laughs> Like, somebody's like, I was going to send this to Sam Raimi. Fuck you, bitches. <laughs> and somebody else is like, how did I buy my movie Screaming Titties? Who told them? <laughs> there was also, okay, so with this movie, I I didn't buy, a, again, it goes back to the dialogue, because there's some rough dialogue in this movie. But, like, there's so many times where they were trying to get me to be like, is she having a psychotic break, or is she possessed? And I was like, girl... Last time, I never had a psychotic break, but last psychotic break I saw, I didn't, the eyeball colors didn't change. (laughs) 
I'm going to just go ahead and say it. This far into this pandemic, we've all had a psychotic break. How big it was is up to each of us. Um, and if we but if your eyeballs changed colors, that was not a psychotic break. You were possessed. Listen, again, again, David was just like, oh, you know, I mean, she's an addict. Oh, you know, like our, my mother was unwealthy. Um, no. I mean, uh, mentally unwell. And I'm just like, I don't think that these are the same things you're looking at, bitch. And he's like, no, it, and that, no, it just happens. Olivia wasn't much better, even though I do, listen, Jessica Lucas, Stan account. That character, not so much. Because she's the only woman of color, I'm not sure how Fernandez identifies because I don't know him. Um, <laughs> but like, she's the only woman of color. Um, and if Fernandez is a person of color, that's cool that we had two in the on screen. But I don't, again, I don't know him, and so maybe that's like a last name he just has, or maybe he's going to be like, I'm, I'm not brown, I'm Spanish, because that's a whole thing that's been happening lately, and I'm not one to know and like getting people shit. But like, as the only woman of color, I was really rooting for her, but she let me down at every turn. But then had like one of she, the best deaths. And so I was like, She had a great well, death. I will say, I love Jessica, the actress, because she's on The Resident, because you know me and my medical dramas. Love them. Um, she's on that, and I love her. <laughs> she's a good actress. I just think she was given some shitty lines. <laughs> she was given the person who's supposed to be in the know, right. but she knows nothing. So she's the first one to be like, fuck that bitch, whatever she's saying, we ain't listening. And I'm just like, you can't write into somebody's <laughs> detox that way. You have to be like, um, because again, the shitty part about being friends with somebody who is an addict or has an addiction is that like, no matter what you want, it doesn't fucking matter. It's up to them. And if they're not doing the things that you can like abide and be around, you need to like give that distance and space. You can't be like, I'm gonna keep you in this fucking cabin. It's kidnapping time, bitch, for your own good. Because what's gonna happen is they're gonna get out and go right back to using. Yeah. And so like, you've done all that for yeah. nothing. And I get, I, yeah. And I get that, I get the intention of that thought. Like, I don't think that Olivia as a character meant to do these shitty things. She just was acting selfishly. She was acting selfishly. Which is what a lot of people's friends and families do, which is why they stop telling them. Which is why they sign them up for the TV show, uh, what's it called? Uh, Where they're like, Intervention. Yeah, that's fun. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah, because like I, again, I've known some people who needed to like let some things go and they wouldn't or couldn't. And so, like, all you can do is sort of watch it until you can't watch it anymore. Like, you can make yourself available for if they decide to get their shit together. But even then, sometimes they're going to lie to you. Because, again, addiction is a powerful disease. And so, why do you want to be fucking mad at them? And you are within your right to be like, you've stolen my shit too many times. You you can't come in here no more. (laughs) Or I have children. You can't come in here anymore. (laughs) Um, At the end of the day, you can't be like, I'm going to hold you hostage, bitch. Because I'm your friend. That's not... Because the next time they slide, they're not going to call you. And you might be the person that they should have called that time. Um, so it's better to just be like, I can't do this. I've tried multiple times. If, if When you ever do your shit together, please find me. Because I did value you before yeah. now. Yeah. I said that badly. But <laughs> the intention. The love is there, <laughs> but I can't support this. Yes. Yeah. Because again, like at some point. It, it starts to hurt other people. It does. And it, it's tough. And you find yourself in some circles you don't want to be in and some patterns you don't want to be in. And again, if they're still in your shit and if like your kids aren't safe and things like that, then you gotta, you gotta do the things. Or if they are just being awful to you, cause I've definitely had to get rid of some of the friends who were just like, I'm having a fucking bad day. I'm gonna find you bitch. And I'm like, 
I'm a Gemini first off. <laughs> I will fight you. So I'm going to stop us here. If you do get the help you need, <laughs> we can we can figure that out. Never, never that. find a Gemini. But until then, lose never my number. Them. Listen, I am a Gemini. I will max out my last credit card and fly to Podunk, Missouri. <laughs> just to box you. Because you tried me on my phone. <laughs> and so I'm just going to shut us down right here, right now. <laughs> because again, I, I know on one level it is the addiction, but also it, I am not anybody's punching bag. Like that's not what yeah. we're doing. Yeah. So yeah. Agreed. And so I wish that she had been more on the, I knew you weren't serious, bitch. Because that's also devastating, but it's also better than being like, we're going to keep you here. We're not listening to you. We don't believe anything you're doing, you little lying bitch. And I'm just like, Olivia. <laughs> Olivia, how did right. this escalate? And, yeah, like it, it would have been more believable for her to be like, okay, you're trying some shit. So like I'm going, I'm I'm removing myself from the situation because you're clearly not ready to help yourself. Yes. Yes. That would have been the move to be like, I'm gonna get in the yeah. car and go. Y'all can figure this out with this bitch. But like her to just be like, we don't believe you, you're lying, you're always lying, you've always been a liar. We hate you. <laughs> I'm just like, this is not. What book did you read? Because this is not the book yes. that I picked also, up. Like, also, I just I just want to say this right now on the podcast. It is never smart to detox on your own. It is not no. smart. No. It's not good. I know Olivia was a no. nurse. She's also kind of a terrible friend. But she is a licensed nurse, so oh, she knows that stuff. But, like, you should always detox in in a facility. After that facility, you do what you need to do. But like detox with professionals who know what detox is. And not in the middle of nowhere because if something goes wrong, because again, we don't come. know what all drugs, <laughs> specifically demons, but also we don't know what all drugs she was on. And so like, if you withdraw from some of them without right. medical aid, you do damage, which as a nurse, she yeah. would know that. Which, um, which is why I'm like, I kind of want right. to know what well, drugs. Which we saw, we, we we literally, in the real world, we see that with the dude that played True Blood. Uh, the gay guy. The yes, actor played Lafayette. I can't think of the actor's name, but yeah, he like was trying to come out of alcoholism on his own and didn't seek medical help and died from the complications of that. Yeah, and that happens because people are afraid to go to help because you get people like Olivia who's like, you was a lying bitch, the fuck up. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they're like, I'm not going to come to be attacked when I'm yeah. at my most vulnerable, which, again, I... And celebrity adds a whole other I, I like, level to that. Would that have hit all the yeah. new... Yeah. Especially True. as a black yes. man, like, that would have been, like, this crackhead's doing this and that. And so, like, there was yeah. no way to win, unfortunately. And he chose the way that, like, we all lost him. And that is shitty. But, like, I I just, I, I like the idea of doing the possession addiction thing. I'm just not sure how well we did it. Um, because logistically, and I know that, like, we, we watch horror movies. So we have to sometimes throw logic at the window. But, again, when we're having conversations about... <laughs> smart it is to detox in the middle of the fucking woods without real medical stuff because she has her bag of stuff but like what if this bitch needs saline what if this bitch needs infusions what if this bitch like does something that starts yeah. bleeding and you don't have extra blood around i like, also just think this franchise is at this time we'll get to this we'll get to this next one in a minute uh which i because i have a note but like it's so stuck on this cabin in the woods setting that it has to be a cabin in the woods 
We have to have people go to the cabin in the woods. It has to be this rural setting. And I don't think that's true. Demons come for everybody. We saw the exorcist. She wasn't in, right. We saw the exorcist. She wasn't in a rural setting either. Listen. No. And I think it's more interesting when it's in a city because then it's like, how's this demon going to interact with all these other people? Whereas out here, it's like, we got to get you isolated because we're back in our cabin shit. And I'm like, okay, but why? (laughs) Or why can't it be a cabin near other cabins so we can get some neighbors involved? I mean, probably budget wise, but still. It don't make sense to be like, let's drive all the way out in fucking nowhere. So if she does need help, she'll just die on the way back to getting help. I mean, I get that they tried to add the like sentimentality aspect of like, this is a, where their family used to vacation in his cabin. Like I get that, but like. That's a trigger. (laughs) True. (laughs) That's a fucking trigger. So you, you took yourself to a place to get triggered and your brother brought his girlfriend and y'all was like, this is fine. This is fine. Again, choices. (laughs) But let's step aside the addiction because I think we've been talking about that for a hot minute and we have not researched that. So we are definitely not Uh, (laughs) doing it well. I just want to say about a dollar for every movie where white people started touching shit that didn't belong to them and unleashed evil forces. I could buy us a podcast network and put all of our friends on it. I'd be so rich. (laughs) Literally this whole franchise. (laughs) This whole franchise is based on white people touching (laughs) shit they should be touching. Like the Christopher Columbus (laughs) mentality is alive and well. Right. It's like, I discovered this book. <laughs> I'm going to read it. That's I'm going to read this Latin. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you don't know what you're saying. Because I've never seen a movie where they speak Latin and good things happen. I would not be reading I, the Latin out literally, loud. Literally. I don't like. <laughs> literally. Especially as, like this book. There are pictures of people being decapitated and blood on the pages. And like, like my he has to like. Scribble the pa- like the paper on there. Do the the like etching sketch from nineteen ninety eight, and like that's what you want to read. Again, white men unchecked. <laughs> and I'm sorry to Mister Poochie. Poochie. I'm sorry to we'll Mister Poochie. With Poochie, not Poochie. So. I just I I had to look at it. I had, I need to make eyes at that name, so I didn't say I don't anything know that Poochie's else. Poochie's correct either, but we're going. Uh, that's what we're going with. If somebody knows, please listen. Tell us. I'm from Missouri, but I, I will can't try get to do this better. podcast episode if you say Mr. Pussy every time you talk about him. So <laughs> it could be Pussy. What if it is Pussy? We got to get to this podcast episode first, and then I will rectify that I, emotional reaction. Some people's name is Pussy, and we just gotta like, deal with that. <laughs> we can't be out here shaming people uh, for things that I'm are outside saying, of control. <laughs> I'm probably going to laugh first time I hear it. And I will apologize, but I can't help it. Listen, we're sorry to all the pussies out there. We didn't mean to. To all the pussies. Listen, somebody right now is like, that fucking bitch with her weird name got some audacity. And I do, and I'm I'm sorry. We apologize. Please don't cancel us. Yes. No. This one is for all the pussies. Girl, this episode's gonna be two hours long. Let's get, let's go. Come on. Uh, She's choking. She's choking. Listen, it's that pussy. I I noticed this time around, we clear all the women so fast. Like Mia comes back 
to us at the end. But still, we were like women first. And I was like, that's not what that means. Oh. <laughs> that happens in like every one of these movies, though. It's like, it's a problem. They're like, get rid of these bitches immediately. <laughs> They're like, we unleash the demons, get rid of the bitches. And I'm just like, um, why do you even bring us? <laughs> just, it was like, oh. I mean, to be just- fair, Natalie lasts a little bit, but it, she, it, like, it, it, like, if you're going in order, it is woman, 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 man, man, man. Like, it is like, yes. So, and technically, he killed Mia after she was possessed. Right. <laughs> so she died twice. She's Buffy. What? <laughs> that is true. So yeah, it, it yeah, it's always about killing women, and that is, I don't, unfortunately, an issue with many things in the world. Mm-hmm. So Listen. let's get into this final scene because, like. This final battle is fucking incredible. Like, balls to the wall, gets her arm pulled. She's got to pull her arm off. Like, while now, they used 70,000 gallons of fake blood in this movie. I believe it, because all of it went in this scene. I also have a note about how epic this battle is. And it's the reason... It's the reason I wanted to see Mia again because that bitch is a survivor. Yes. Oh, you know she ain't doing drugs after this shit. Cause I've she's seen just it. like, <laughs> she's like, I don't want to see nothing else that ain't <laughs> supposed to be there. Cause I, I fought demons. I lost the fucking limb. Um, I ain't got no brother anymore. Him and his suspect girlfriend both did. My other friends did. I gotta walk out of the woods bleeding. <laughs> this bitch deserved a sequel. I'm sorry. <laughs> Agreed. I yes. Just the amount of like wild shit that has had like this last scene is it's why I actually it really enjoy this movie and other things but like so 70,000 gallons of blood throughout the entire film 50,000 of those gallons are in the final scene alone again that it was raining blood (laughs) like it is and this whole movie is fucking bloody as hell like i love it i will also say that i appreciate the practical effects we always talk about how it's so much better than cgi and the director is known for working in cgi like that is where he has a background in but he specifically chose to use practical effects because of what sam raimi did in the original films so Mad respect. I, I'm i going to just go ahead and say it. I feel like there's been five movies in this franchise. Um, the one that used CGI is my least favorite. Because, <laughs> again, part of the appeal of this world is this is all being done by people who are, like, doing the fucking things. They are, they are getting the blood. They are getting the puppets from hell. They are making the walls dance. And that, that kind of stagecraft is just sexier and it ages better. Because even though, like, we're not the biggest fans of the first two movies, it still looks better than a lot of movies that came out around the same time as them. It does. I can't... They do. That's a sentence. (laughs) I can't say that it's my least favorite, but it's not my favorite. (laughs) Girl, you just have to get to Well, it's not my least... The first one's my (laughs) least favorite. But, like, I... Yeah. Those first two, though, they... they, they, I have... They look like... They're much better than the others. I have to give that, them. yes, respect for that. So, 
and it's because of the craftsmanship. Like you can't do that with a computer. And when you do it with a computer and it ages badly in two weeks, um, <laughs> it's laughable. Whereas when it's like handmade shit, like the Wizard of Oz, those flowers, they were really doing that shit. They didn't have CGI back then in the thirties. They barely oh, yeah. had people rain on Coke with Coke <laughs> in it. <laughs> I and love, dreams. That's all they had. It's got its problems. But I, I yeah, childhood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I just, I will always take, we made this yesterday with our hands over. I clicked two buttons on my yeah. computer and you should worship me because we've seen that fail. And there are some good CGI. I'm not saying all CGI is bad. I'm just saying 10 out of 10, I'm a prefer. <laughs> I'm just saying lazy CGI is terrible especially next to even bad practicals you can forgive a bad practical it becomes camp right. it becomes right. fun um but like bad cgi that's the green lantern and we're looking at like ryan Reynolds trying to breathe um and the suit not moving with it like- <laughs> you should you, you you going for it <laughs> i never watched that one because i heard it was bad <laughs> I actually went to see it with Ashley because we helped her move. She went to treat us to a movie. Choices. I love the recording that plays during the credits. And I also, I I did go, yay, with the surprise Bruce Campbell saying groovy at the end of the credits. Even though, again, I think that we are now in a place where we're giving this franchise to women. And so I'd like to see more women and less Bruce, even though we'd love to see Bruce. He looks good. He's holding up, y'all. I, I seen him earlier this year. Um, <laughs> but I just think that it's time. I think it's time to get this franchise to the women. And so when he does pop in, I'm like, mm. <laughs> but also, yay. It's it's weird. Like, I, it's both. It's like, yay, but yeah, no. Yeah, I don't want, yeah. mm. May. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about our hot takes. Let's get to, let's get a little spicy here. Let's get a little spicy. Because my hot take is, getting all the girls fired up on my Facebook right now. This remake Mm -hmm. far surpasses the original, in my opinion. I ain't got got no fight. I ain't got no dog in that fight. I ain't got no beefs with none of that. I'm just sitting here vibing with a beer. (laughs) Yes. This remake, I love that that it's darker. I love that it's scarier. I love that it's bloodier. I love that it's... I get there's more budget. I get it. I'm not taking that away. It's no shade, really, to the first one. I just, it's not my girl. This whole franchise is not my girl. But, like, I this remake is so much better than the original, in my opinion. I feel like the newer movies are definitely more in my vein. Um, And, again, I, I understand what the first two were doing. I understand contextually what was going on around then and why they were so big. Um... But like, I just think that unfortunately I'm so far removed Same. from that era because I was not born in the 70s. <laughs> and so I'm just like, okay, I get it. And so like, it's not the same as somebody who was like watching horror at the time. They're like, finally, somebody's doing something fucking wild. Also, we've been spoiled. So we we see the Sam Raimi movies all the time. And so it's not like this is new and exciting camera movement. We're like, he did this last weekend for Disney. I don't, <laughs> why are we? <laughs> and so, right. And so I think that those things are why there's a little bit of a disconnect for me, at least from the originals. And I own that. And I can admit that like, had I seen them even as a child of the nineties, I'd have been like, yeah, but I saw them as an adult a couple years ago. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Same. Agreed. Yeah. My actual hot take. <laughs> I need to know why Alvarez kept the rape scene because that's my biggest issue with this 
and the original. Like literally my biggest note for both of those two movies, both of these movies, because um, this is the reboot of that, is why, for whom? And I would ask Mr. Raimi that. I would ask Mr. Alvarez that. Um, again, I just, we don't need it. We don't fucking need it. It serves no purpose. It gives no character development other than we've held her down and assaulted her and nobody believes her, which that's every day. I don't need that in your movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hands down. That's my biggest critique of this movie. That and then the use of the the weirdness around the detox and then the dialogue. So. I think that could have been fleshed out. I do. And again, I am not a professional. So don't at me if you're like, bitch, that's how they do it. I'm like, oh, I did not right. know. I'm sorry. Um, but don't be running up at me being like, yo, no. Again, I don't because most of my friends who needed to go didn't go <laughs> when I was around. <laughs> and the ones who did go went after we were done communicating um and like those who are doing better we talk now but i was not around for that because fool me yeah. twice <laughs> shame on you it right. won't be a third time what all right yeah well let's get in to the newest film in this franchise evil dead rise it is risen it is risen indeed sheree what is your first note Mommy Sleep with the Maggots, and I will too for this movie. This is a badass bitch. Um, she's one of my favorites of this year. I'm, I was going to ask that at the end of this episode. One of my favorites of the year. You go ahead and get your answer together for later, Trent. But like, <laughs> I, I'm going to go ahead and also own I've Been Compromised. I saw this at South by Southwest, and at the end, um, during the talk back, I watched Bruce Campbell tell a heckler to get the fuck out. And the audience turned on the heckler. So I'm biased. I must stand. I'm compromised. I know. So like, <laughs> I know I'm a stand girl for so many reasons outside of the movie and the movie. <laughs> I also really enjoyed this movie. Like I recently rewatched or not rewatched, but I recently watched it. So I, it had been out for a little bit. So I've been hearing all the girls telling me that it's fantastic and all this stuff. So I was like, I'm probably going to like it. But I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna wait till we cover it and then I'll watch it. I loved it. I think it it is my favorite of the franchise. It is so good on so many levels. I think this this and talk to me are gonna be number ones for a lot of people. I don't know which one's gonna be number one for people specifically, but I think both of them are in the fucking running for number one for most lists this year. Top three for sure for me. You know my third. Anyway, we'll get to that at the end. Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm a a loyal motherfucker anyway um i love so just to start off i like that we started with the cabin in the woods and then it took us away Mm -hmm. from that we went away and i mentioned that earlier with the last movie i like that we take this to a different situation a different setting give me something different and this movie did that that opening and the title card go so fucking hard like that's when I was like, ah, ah, ah. and I was already one over. And I was like, please don't lose me. Please don't lose me. And they fucking didn't. Like Lee Cronin is a wild ass boy. This is my second movie I've seen from him. Cause he also did the hole in the ground, which is also on HBO max. It's time of recording this. So if it's still there, when y'all listen, y'all can do a double feature and see both of his movies. That one's more tame and more subtle and quiet and creepy. This one's like blood well, bitches. Yeah. Fuck them kids. Yeah. I'm like, yes, it has yes, to be. Yes. It has to be right. It's evil dead. Don't bring kids to Evil Day if you go kill right. them. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. I the, just the the vibe of this movie is so 
fun and new and interesting and different. I think that's why this is like my favorite of the franchise is because it's doing things differently. Like literally one is a cabin in the woods. Two is a cabin in the woods. Three is something else. Four is a cabin in the woods. Mm. Like, uh, yeah. I, I think to also just give Lee his credit he understands the things that you need to make make a nod to and the things you can change. And so instead of us being like, we're following a bunch of dudes or we're going to like make sure the dudes are almost the heroes. He's like, fuck the dudes. Let's kill them through the keyhole. Um, this is about this is about this family. And I, I actually don't know Danny's pronouns. I know that that actor is trans. So I'm just going to call Danny Danny because I meant to Google that and I fucking forgot. Um, so I just... I love that it's not it's not here for the cis white men to be like, I'm winning, I'm dominating, give me the chainsaw, I got catchphrases. And again, I love Bruce Campbell. He's fun to look at. Um, I think that he <laughs> is the reason this franchise made it as far as it did. But at the same time, much like the trio of Scream, it's time to hand it over. And it's time to hand it over to the fucking badass women who are like surviving these movies yeah. now. I love the, the centers around women sisters i love that this centers around family that also is including a gender non-conforming child because let's also let's also realize this movie is released in 2023 when many of our elected officials are attacking literally attacking children who are gender non-conforming in whatever way that that means for them. I think that that is an incredible thing about this movie. And I mm. love that it's a plot point, but not really a plot point. Cause like I even skipped over it. It's until not. Right. It never comes up. There's no monologue. There's no, let us make a scene about it. Because a lot of people love to be like, I did this. I need to tell you about it. And it's like, it, if you got to tell me about it, then you did it for the fucking wrong reasons. And Again, not to keep comparing it to talk to me, even though like these are two of my favorite movies of this year. Um, this is the second movie I've seen do this this year. The other one was Talk to Me, where we didn't even know that person was trans until the movie was like blacklisted in some countries. And I was like, oh, oh, that do makes sense. When I saw it again, I was like, I didn't, I just saw a kid in a large shirt, and that's what they wear at that age. I didn't, I wasn't like, what's yeah. going on? Um, and it wasn't ever like, let me tell you a monologue because I'm here. And so I love that we're getting directors from other countries who are giving us the things and not being weird about casting and queer people. Which, Again, as an outsider. Go, go, commenting on another episode we did makes a lot of my notes about that movie makes a lot more sense. But anyway, <laughs> I, um, <laughs> yes, I also love it. I don't want to say that it's never the good thing because like, I do think that gender nonconforming and trans nonconforming stories that does revolve around that being the thing is important to tell, but those it shouldn't be the only representation of those things. Yeah. No, I, again, I, as an outsider, I'm looking at it as when I see somebody cast yes. somebody black in their movie and then they give them a yes. monologue about being black. And I'm just like, but you're not black yes. and this is awkward. And so I love when we all get to just sort of be there and not be like, I'm here and the director wants you to know that he cast me because he's yeah. a good person and yeah. he's not a hater. He's an ally. And I'm just like, turn this Speaking shit off. Speaking of another right film now. from this year, no, last year, Sissy did the same thing. A queer character that the, the multiple queer characters that like 
did not make it about yeah. their, their queerness. So I, I definitely, I want that space to be available for that. But I think that, you know, anyway, we get it. Yeah, I, I just think that sometimes as writers, we need to sit yeah. the fuck down. Because, like, you've read my work. There are queer characters in my work, but I don't give them monologues about being queer because I'm not queer, right. so that feels weird. But also, my friend groups are never straight. I'm usually called the sus straight in my friend groups. And so <laughs> it don't feel right to be like, here's a bunch of straight people doing things because I don't know right. that world. <laughs> I'm the only one sometimes. And right. So it actually... I, it, there's a way of doing it without being gross about it and without being like, look at me, yeah. I'm doing a thing. Actually, that, that brings up something super, like relevant that you and I even had a moment about because I had sent you like a year or two ago a script that I was kind of playing with that was like horror based and one of the things you told me was that you can like as a what because I was I was nervous as a white person to even make a character black because like I was like I don't know how to write for a black person I'm not black but you were like you can make them black just don't make it about them being black because like i don't know that experience but i can like have that diversity in the scripts that i'm creating and so i love that this is happening i do want the space to be available for those gender non-conforming people to tell their stories though yeah 100 percent. and like it it just would have been weird in the movie evil did number five to be like all of a sudden, this is about trans issues, but also the director's not trans. And I'm, I would have been like, leave me, yeet me from the theater. I'm done here, South by. We had a time. Um, it would have felt weird out of place. But like, we do need to produce more stories by people who should be telling those stories if they want to tell those stories, which they do, but nobody will hire them. However, I think that if you're going to be a filmmaker, you have to look at the world today. and You have to be like, I have to include the people who are in the fucking right. world. I have to include them and I can't be weird about it because I remember when I came back from my last cases TF as a student and we had that teacher who like asked his trans student to be in a play that he wrote for the trans student. And the play was just like people attacking the trans student for being trans. And I was like, that does not feel safe. Like you have lines being like, what's going on? You seem to be a woman with a lot of balls. And I was like, this is fucking disgusting. Do not do this to the student. Especially because you're a teacher, and so your student who's probably not getting cast, because this is Texas, your student is not getting cast, like, I do want to roll. And you're just like, it's going to be about people coming at you for being trans, though, while they robbing your husband. And I'm like, <laughs> they could have just robbed the husband. Yeah. Like, and when I did, like, the talk back, it was like, I just wanted to give her a roll, and I wrote this with her in mind, because I just think it's, and I'm like, have, did you, like, let her, like, tag team some of this? Because you didn't. If that's what you want to do, again, I'm always yelling. The best way to be an ally is to shut your mouth and open your wallet. If you want more stories, <laughs> open your freaking wallets. People who should tell the stories can tell the stories. Don't be like, let me tell you what I think from my Midwestern or Texas understanding of what I've seen on the TVs. You don't know. Yeah. yeah. I Yeah. I, absolutely. I'm aggressive after this one beer. It's the last <laughs> that's one. That's why you're I'm aggressive. Happy. It's doing the job. <laughs> I gotta make it um, last. <laughs> so y'all know I had a thirst note for this for the last movie. I'm gonna have it for this movie too. Whew. Jaden Daniels, Mr. Gabriel. This man. I'm looking. This man, the neighbor with that sleeveless shirt on. Uh. This man. This man. Shall I say this man again? Oh, he is so hot. <laughs> I need to watch every Listen. one of his movies. That is very Trent coded. Um, <laughs> I see it now. He's so I see it hot. Now, yes. 
while we're talking about thirst, I can't tweet about it because like Lee Cronin started following me after I wrote about Evil Dead Rise. But he's a little sexy bastard too. If you not I Googled did see, him, I did see the picture, and I would not say no. He walked out with his little accent, and I was like, "You in danger, good sir." But I was in the balcony, so security got him out in time. But I was like, "He's in danger, girl." Like, <laughs> and he was also talking about how he cast these women, and he. He he is so adorable talking about Lily and Alisa. Alyssa, he was so adorable because like it was South by Southwest and people are like Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi and Lee Cronin who made the movie and he's like these are the leads these are the fucking leads we could talk to them too that's cool how Jeff feel about that and I was like good sir are you feminist <laughs> is that what you're doing in front of me with your little accent and your little beard oh my god I'm pregnant like <laughs> already boom pow. Bam! <laughs> we gotta get Listen, a sequel out because it's gonna come with you. Like, sometimes I'm like, y'all, y'all, this is happening a lot. Listen, again, I'm number six of eight children. I just want to be like Leona. Have you met birth control? <laughs> True. These fertile girdles. <laughs> just so this boy, this our, our little trans boy. The character is a boy. I don't know about. I actually do. They never don't say. Know, I thought they said that, or like use. I I heard them called Danny and Dan, but like it was never confirmed one way or the other. Right. And so I that's why I'm just using the name because I don't want to be like misgendering the character right. or the okay. actor. Well, let me rephrase. Danny is playing around with this shit that he just found in this basement that I don't even understand what the fuck this basement is under an apartment complex. Who built this shit? He found that again. White people, because he is white, <laughs> fucking around and finding out. Like, oh. what the hell? Playing the records, Danny? Playing the records. Why? Especially when it starts being real Listen. creepy and real fucking, like, I'm going to read some Latin. I just... <laughs> what? I'm on the Instagram and still not seeing pronouns. So, yeah, I'm just going to stick with the character name. But, like, the actor's name is Morgan Davies. So, I'm going to try and use Morgan Davies yeah. when I'm talking but about Danny the, the character, I don't what wanna... the fuck you doing, child? What the fuck you doing? <laughs> Listen, listen. Um, but yeah, I I felt bad because like I was a poor kid with too many siblings in a fucking tight ass house. And so I understand the appeal of could we have nice things? Could we actually like get our shit together? Cause we are we are stressed. <laughs> but also don't speak Latin in front of the books. That's what we've learned in this franchise. To be fair, Danny didn't and speak Buffy. It. the records spoke it. Don't be putting on weird records. Girl, don't put your records on. Tell them it won't Did be you, long. Don't don't <laughs> um, to paraphrase don't fall really into a hole in the ground that was created by an earthquake that just happened at your apartment complex. And then, if you do crawl into that hole, do not go into the room with crucifixes hanging around everywhere and look in the mausoleum that cracked open and get a book out of it and read the records. I'm going to stop you right here, right there, because I knew Lee Cronin had an issue with mommies from these two movies, but he also got to think about holes in the ground. And mommies. And so I, I'm i looking disrespectfully still. Maybe, that, but maybe also, that's a sign I worry he's more, have... uh, could be more interested in me than you. So I'm sorry about it. You know, a lot of people have issues <laughs> with their mothers. I'm just saying. Not just gay men. Not just, just gay men is what you're telling me. Right? It's not just for gays anymore. <laughs> but if I ever interview him, I'm going to be like, why are you like holes in the ground and dead moms? Like, <laughs> He's like, like, this interview is over. <laughs> I'll be like, or he'll say, let me let me get Trent on this interview. <laughs> I'll be like, 
Call in. Or he'll be like, he'll be like, I got another hole over there. And I'll be like, let me see it. Because again, he's a little attractive. Um, and I can't be thirsty on Maine because he started following me right when I found out who he was. So like, now oh, we're just thirsty no. on the podcast. It's awkward when somebody. You, you, now we're just thirsty huh? on the podcast. If he listens to this, that's his own fault. Like, I didn't put it on Maine. I wasn't over here with my Twitter fingers being like, Lee Cronin could get it. I went to the podcast. Lee Cronin, who do you want? We are. You got to make a decision. <laughs> Ultimatum's time. No. <laughs> you all fear street already. I, I Which just, house you going into? <laughs> listen, I just, yeah, no, I can't be thirsty on Maine. And it's been hard because I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> I got a lot of thoughts. <laughs> listen, listen. But I would love to unpack the holes in the ground and the mommies and what draws them to both. <laughs> Because these mommies are not doing well in either movie. <laughs> um, I also want to say, and I, and I said this earlier, but like I want to restate this because more, please. I love that. Oh, all in all, this is a fairly supportive family. Like I get it. The mom and the sister have some issues. Yes, all families do. But when it comes to the children and especially the queer identity of the children, it's so supportive and like even the issue is not like a big like monumental issue of like i'm not going to listen to you anymore or i'm not going to believe what you're telling me it's like we got to heal it's i i just i love this family dynamic and i want more of this especially in the horror world until mama gets pit gets possessed and then mama gets a little petty but i'll get to that in a minute that's different. Like, you know, that's not even her fault. Like, she was living her best life, and her kids opened up that book, and now she possessed. Which is another reason I can't have kids. Because if you get me possessed, I'm putting you the fuck out if I live. If I live, you gotta fucking go. Look. Right. <laughs> I'd be like, you got me possessed by fucking deadites? Get out, all of you. And the little one, look, I didn't even do nothing. I can't read. Get the fuck you out. You're going to do it next time. Listen, you can't learn to read no more, Cassie. <laughs> Evil Dead Read part, Rise Part 2. Now. Evil Dead Rise, the library's open. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. Y'all, okay. I'm glad that you said library's open. This is the most petty and shady demon, and I am here for it. When he said, when he said, yes, what this demon said, I'm going to be free from all you titty sucking parasites, I cackled. I cackled, and there's so many lines I cackled at, but that was the one that hit the best. It took everything in me to not yell merch at South by Southwest when that happened. Because I was like, I'll wear that t-shirt out here tonight. I don't care how much it costs. Give me. And then like, TV second she spits out the eyeball she chewed out from my, my husband, Gabriel, and spit it into that dude's mouth. Listen, can we talk about, can we talk about how all that went down through the peephole, which added claustrophobia to that fucking action sequence of, I... Okay, so like first off, all the black and brown people were definitely disposed, um, and that's nonsense. Cat tried to call that out every time Cat calls it out because um, they were cleared. But also, I hate how effective it was because I'm like, this is a fucking cool ass scene. I wish some of the brown people had lived though. Fuck, I'm so torn. Oh no. Yeah. Um, but also, we had no brown people in the apartment, so like it's yeah. like ah, why couldn't we have had like a couple of brown people in the family, blended families? We don't know this dad. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but like because all the brown people died, it's like. 
it fucking sucks, but also it's, it's fucking cool. And now yeah, I'm fucking it sucks torn. The, it sucks that what happened. But, like, the way it was shot was – it's literally one of my notes. is like watching the action through this peephole is so interesting. And, like, I feel like other – it's almost found footage, almost – in the way that, like, you can't move the camera. Like, the camera's not moving. It's just watching these people go back and forth. I love that, but you're right. I don't love that it was all the POCs that died. Right? It it makes me, again, like, just talking about his style and technique as a director, not the massive amount of POC bodies in this hallway, um, it made me really, really lean forward because, like, he opens it doing the Sam Raimi nods through the woods to get us to the cabin. And I'm just like, oh, so he studied Sam Raimi. He's like, yes, but also we're doing my shit now. I'm like, that's how you fucking do it. You're like, hi, I know what you need to see. I'm going to give you that. But also I'm making my movie. Good day. Because a lot of people usually lean too far into, we have to like make sure we check all the boxes and not all the nods. And it's not their movie when it's all said and done. And that's boring. Whereas this feels like a Lee Cronin movie in this world. And that's something that a lot of directors struggle with because I don't want to keep pissing on the Halloween trilogy we just got, but David Gordon Green never really found his footing with Michael Myers with the stories he wanted to tell. And it, it was a constant battle. And I've always said, I think those movies would have worked better had Michael Myers not been the center of them. <laughs> Cause it was not about Michael Myers. It's about the stories that he wanted to tell, which are wild ass stories. I'll give you that. But like Looking at it and being like, Michael Myers got jumped in the fucking sewer for his mask by his new boyfriend. Okay. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, I completely. Or the Iron Lady. I completely agree, though, that I think this is too many directors when they're doing recalls, remakes, whatever you may have it, tend to get too involved in like worship service of the previous okay. director or and or whomever it may be, and. I think that this is a, a good example of someone that can take a known entity and make it their own, but still make it Evil Dead. Like this did, this felt like an Evil Dead film. Yeah. And I would say the new screams are also in that vein as well. It's not to go back to us using Drag Race references, but it's like in Drag Race, we were given the challenge or the theme. You have to interpret it through yes. your own lens. You can't be like, well, this bitch wore this in season five, so I'm going to just do that. You have to be like, I'm hearing this theme, and this is my drag, and let me put this on this theme and see what happens. And some people rise to the top and become tops. Some people have to lipstick <laughs> for their lives. Um, I think that Lee and Radio Silence are definitely lipsticking for their legacy. And I love that for all of them. <laughs> I hope that they have people to describe what that means to them. If anybody tells oh. them what I said someday. <laughs> Lee may know. Because. <laughs> from our previous conversations. You know what? <laughs> I, I don't know nothing about Lee, but I'm willing to know. Here's um, my other point about Lee may know. This Resident Evil monster at the end of this movie was creepy as fuck. But it was straight up out of a Resident Evil video game. I'm happy you brought that up because, again, I was at that talk back and listening to him talk about this movie was filmed towards the height of COVID. So, like, when COVID became real, they had to shut it fucking down. And when it came back, there's all these protocols because we all remember what that was like, six feet apart, no touching, all of this, all of that. And he was like, we respect all of that, but also we got to put this monster together. So I need these bitches touching. So people just rolling around in the hand sanitizer and then getting together like <laughs> to do this shit. And I'm just like, I... I'm... <laughs> It was the loudest fucking talk back. I wish I'd recorded it, but I was in the balcony, so the audio right. wouldn't be shit anyways. But 
he was like, I was just, I'm so sorry, but we, we gotta have this monster. And I wonder, because after he said that, I realized, especially the second watch that for this podcast, a lot of time the monster's in shadow. And I wonder if COVID had interrupted them, if we would have gotten less shadow and more visual, yeah. because we see enough right. to get the idea. And so I'm fine with the bitch being in shadow a couple of times, but like a lot of it was done in shadow. I think it's so they could be like, we're not really touching or this is this yeah. person's thing. Or we can like CG this together a little bit. I don't know. And I would like to ask some more details about that now that I know that story. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause that was some resident evil. I listen. <laughs> that, that is fucked up. Like Lee Cronin's a wild ass boy. Again, I, the hole in the ground was quaint creepy and so i was like okay and then seeing this go balls to the wall i'm like he can do both you say okay get it <laughs> get it irish filmmaker who i need to know more about <laughs> what again which house you going to on fear street left or right Listen. the blue or red pill like you can go to both houses let's not lie to it left that's like that's true Listen. that that is a good point that is a good point Listen. Are you go, are you just an equal opportunity Fear Street resident? Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Listen, we got a Patreon, and you <laughs> could be a fierce neighbor friend. <laughs> just saying. Uh, I, I, we're too damn thirsty. I, oh, Lord. I have to go um, back because I can't say enough good stuff about Elisa Sutherland and Lily Sullivan. And they're acting in this movie because, like, those are the anchors that that sisterhood. Yes. And both of them mm-hmm. fucking showed the fuck up. And I I love both of them, but also seeing Alyssa outside of this movie where she's like this gorgeous model, um, and you're like, what does bitch go doing here? And she's like, I'm a I'm a kill these kids, I'm like bitch. <laughs> and so I love that she was down to <laughs> get bloody and clown because <laughs> she was like, I'm on the ceiling, I'm on your back. I'm choking this child. And she was living her best fucking life. Her behind the scenes shit on Twitter gave me so much life after I saw the movies. I could like actually like follow her. Right. When she, that moment when she, it's like right when they're figuring out she's possessed and doing some weird jazz shit. She was like on the ceiling of the bathtub. And then she goes, boop. (laughs) I that's another one. I laughed so hard. I, this movie, this movie had me laughing more than the first one. This movie had me laughing more than the first one. When when she, they thought she was dead and they close her eyes and they pop open, I laughed every time. Every fucking time. <laughs> Both times I saw the movie. Both times I saw the movie. I was like, ha, 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 ha. And I was like, who am I? Why am I? <laughs> yes. Agreed on both of them. I think they're... And, and like, they navigated that idea that we are family. I love you. I have some issues because, like, there is some things under the surface here that is not that has not been resolved yet but there is room for healing and i it's just so effortlessly specific and like down to like the way that their their chemistry and the way their eyes look at each other yes at beautiful performances they also managed to play the top story and the understory which we have a lot of in horror because it's never just like Buffy sicking vampires like Buffy sicking this vampire that's actually a symbol of this and so like you have the evil dead layer but you also have the my sister is abusing the children and that's not okay I have to intervene even though it's awkward and it's very awkward to know that your sibling abuses children it's very fucking awkward like part of the reason I talked to my jackass brother is because I saw too much as a child and I was like you can't just be beating children and being cool with me that's not gonna happen um and for other reasons an asshole but like I 
I love that she does step in because again, it's so hard and so many families just like sit there in silence. And then we get to like the true crime story when the child snaps later in life. And I'm like, could have been avoided if the adults had done something. And so right. <laughs> I, I think that they managed to play both of those without it ever being to one or the other. Because it was also interesting that the Ellie didn't really start abusing the children until she was possessed. And so, like, that adds another layer but to again, it. But, again, because like, we just did 2013, it, this could have been because of addiction making the personality change. It could have been alcoholism, right. mental illness. We don't know, right. but we just know children are being harmed. And so that's not okay. And so I yes. love that <laughs> um, while Beth is like, I don't know what the fuck is happening, but this can't happen. Right. And right. She, she takes them under her wing. She's like, I'm not very maternal. I didn't know if I was keeping my child or not, but, like, you're my family. You're what I have. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to get you out of here. Like when she gets out of the end, it goes back in for Cassie. I'm like, you're a damn good aunt. You're a damn good aunt. I'd have been like, right. so long. Very well. <laughs> to you, my friend. Sorry. Um... Goodbye to you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I'd be at the fucking McDonald's in the next town already. Be like, that little girl got it. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm so so bad about that for the rest of my life, but I got a life. But I'm living, I'm living. right. She should have rolled harder. Like as she rolled harder, she'd have been out there with me. But she rolled softly. I told that bitch, tuck and roll, tuck and roll. While we're talking about Cassie, though, because again, the talk back, uh, Melissa and Lily were talking about how because she's the youngest person on this cast, and also because of COVID, they had like thin out the crowds and things that they could have, like even like doing camera shit. It came down to them, like in these like bloody scenes between takes, having to like laugh to make it be like, it's not scary. It's not weird. And so you just have all of them standing around covered in like blood or like attach each other as like monster demons. Be like, ha, 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 ha. isn't today silly, right? Little girl. And she's like, I'm a professional actor, but okay. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Like, when this Blu-ray comes out, I, I'm going to get it to get more stories. I'm obsessed mm. with the behind-the-scenes stuff I know about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we have any more notes for your hot takes? Weirdly enough, I did not remember the bathroom scene and the pregnancy test. And I don't know if that wasn't in the original cut that I saw at the premiere or if I was just, like, really wrapped up in my fucking beer. But, like, either way, it was obvious that she was pregnant when she went back home because the way she was holding her stomach and the way she was talking about things. And so I don't think we needed yeah. that scene, but I do think it's weird. I fucking blanked for two whole minutes and I don't know. Maybe I was like, I'm at South by Southwest and I fucking got in and I was just like shook it for t- those two minutes or what? I don't know. Are still stuck on the title card? I don't know, but I don't remember that fucking scene at all. I don't. <laughs> I wonder, cause I don't think it's needed either. What I remember was the first time we saw her, she was like jumping out at her sister to be like, ha ha. I also need your couch. That's when I was introduced to her. I thought, but again, Maybe me and my beer were busy and I just missed all of that yeah. somehow. <laughs> maybe it did. maybe that was like the test. Or, yeah. Because mm, it was the South by Southwest premiere. And so like it, it didn't go to theaters until like a week or two later. And so it would have been easy to be like, oh, fuck, that's the cut y'all got. Oh, well. But everything else feels like it was there the first time. And I hate when movies mm-hmm. do that to me because I'm like, am I the problem or did you change this? And I, I can't really... T- <laughs> movies are gaslighting, sure. Right? Should I tweet at him to be like, hey... That bathroom scene. Is that is that a new addition? You know what Send him a DM. Don't put it on main. Don't put it on main. Send him a DM. I'm not going to see DMs when I'm thirsting after them on my podcast. That feels creepy. 
It's like, none of them thirsty about you. Um, on my podcast, anyways. Let me get in your DMs. Also, how you feeling today? Is you single? Maybe, <laughs> maybe that'll be on the Blu-ray. When Listen, it comes out. you can come evil this dead. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not... Girl, let's get the hot takes. You get two thirty. You get you 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 got a little too much of me in you right now. Listen, let's get the hot takes. Phrase that right here, right now. <laughs> <We go further>. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody thinks that's real, if anybody thinks that's true, they don't know us. <laughs> I was watching something the other day. Oh no, it was creep. That was the episode we did last week, and he was like, "You got a little bit of <laughs> peach fuzz." He's like, "You got a lot of you got a little peach, peach fuzz, fuzz in you," and I was like, "Oh." Stop it! In the movie! Stop! Time out! Everybody at the pool! Everybody at the fucking pool! Everybody, shut it down! Shut it down! We've gone too fucking far! We're 10 minutes in! He's talking about you got peach fuzz in you! Pull the plug! <laughs> no, I love... All right, they described sorry. it... I'm sorry, I'm still on Google and peach fuzz. They described peach fuzz in Villains Wiki. While getting a jacket, Aaron is started by a wolf mask in the closet. Joseph tells him that his father used to wear the mask and pretend to be a friendly wolf named Peach Fuzz. <laughs> if that's not straight white cis man, I don't know what That's is. the biggest straight white cis man energy. I feel dirty. I will take a bath after we're done recording. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's get our hot takes for Evil Dead Rise. This is my favorite movie of the franchise. And I know the girls are screaming, crying, and probably altered into my DMs. Please don't. I don't want to read it. (laughs) Same, 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 same. Hands down, easily. This double feature is my favorite of the franchise. Like, this is my favorite movie, and Evil Dead 13 is my second favorite movie of the franchise. Like, hands down. Absolutely. This is the, probably the only movie the franchise that I genuinely enjoyed. Yes. <laughs> for my own taste. Like, I respect the first three. Like, I get it. But this is the one I was like, I am here for this. It feels like Lee Cronin sat down and was like, how do I do Evil Dead for bitches who are dead inside? And he came back with this. I'm like, I feel seen. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I, yeah, so my hot takes, like, a a good jumping off point from yours. I, this, this movie walks that perfect line of creepy and campy. Like, every movie in this franchise is trying to walk it. This one does that. It's so much fun. And, again, far better than than the original. But, like, it is so much fun and so fucking creepy. This is... Probably, yeah, this is <laughs> this is probably one of the few franchises. I can only think of one other one. I will let you all guess which one that is. Where I put the original at the bottom of the ranking and the newer ones at the top. You had to bring Toby Hooper back into this, didn't you? <laughs> you saw the tourist bitch. <laughs> you just had to. You was like, I'm going to back the car over. Boop. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I again, I think that I think that this is just a fucking good movie and it checks the boxes yes. for evil dead. It checks the boxes for a movie on its own, which again, we talked about a lot. It's hard to fucking do apparently because so many directors are failing at that, but this one does it. Like if I had not seen an evil dead before this movie, I'd be like, I need to go back and see those. This is fucking fun. Um, but I, I, I watched all of them to see this at South by because I am that bitch and I am dedicated to the cause. So I rented those bitches and then we ended up covering them later in life. So I just waited a couple months. <laughs> 
I would have to pay for them twice. But you know what? You live, you learn, as Elena's saying. Um, <laughs> Alanis, mother, mother Alanis. <laughs> All right, Shrey, what it, how many drinks are you giving Evil Dead 2013? Oh, I think I gave her 3.5 drinks. Maybe, That's what I gave maybe her. Maybe three. Let me double check so I'm not a liar on main. Okay. Hold, please. That's all I need people to be like, uh-uh, bitch, I sent you. And you said she was a two-star hoe. And then I'll be like, you know what? I was in my feels. It's fine. We've grown. We've changed. <laughs> you lived, you learned, as Alana said. As Alana said. said. Um, I'm going to just put an evil dead, and that's going to come up in my little like notes because I don't be keeping things close to me like I should. For other podcasters <laughs> who might have to listen to this and we forget to edit this part out, do better. Don't do as I do. Do as I say. <laughs> I gave her three stars even. Okay. I gave her three and a half drinks because she needed, She, I was a little thirsty. That cast is hot. I gave her three. And I think if not for the assault and just some of the dialogue being so clunky, she would have made it to three and a half. Cause I think I probably danced on it, which is why I thought I gave her 3.5 drinks. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Fair. All right, how many drinks are you giving Evil Dead Rock? I gave this whole four drinks, and I would give it another as well. <laughs> I gave I gave her four drinks as well. This is this is uh, yeah yeah. I really enjoyed Evil Dead Rise a lot. Now that we've covered all of the new movies we're covering this year on this podcast this year, that sentence probably don't make no sense. What's been your favorite and your least favorite we've covered from 2023, Trent? Okay. Favorite, I have to go Scream 6. I just have to. It, it's, She's in my top three. My, yeah. The, and the, and the, the two that you're about to say fill out my top three. Yeah. So we're, we got the same top three in different orders, probably. Least favorite? I don't even remember. You know what it is already. Look into your infinity what? heart. My infinity Look heart. into that pool, Trent. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Out of the ones we've covered. Because yeah. I've watched some yeah. like worse If you want to pull in one we've not covered, you can. But I'm just saying, from what I know, no, from what we've I, said on this podcast, I, yeah, we agree. I ain't trying to get, <laughs> I ain't trying to get, yeah. Infinity pool is my least favorite of 2023 uh, that we have covered. Infinity Pool, as of 2023 as a whole, of what I've watched, it's like mid-tier. Oh, but girl, like, what is your like least favorite of the year? <laughs> oh, I don't know, bro. Bring her out to the light of day. Please. Bring her out. Bring her out. <laughs> you keep going. Let me, let me pull up my letterbox. I'll let you know in a minute. My favorite, I'm still, I'm still dancing between Talk To Me and Evil Dead Rise. I think, no, I know Talk To Me wins a lot of the days. But also, I can't, I, I don't know who's going to win the final race, but they are neck and neck. It's Crash Bandicoot. People are screaming. Me and my little brother about to throw the hands. I don't know who's going to fucking win it. But either way, I'm happy that I have two that are so fucking close that I almost want to just be like, can y'all just be tied for number one? Can you just be tied? They both feel like a fun ride. Right. They both feel like something I could watch over and over and over again. They both excite me in a way. I've not been excited about horror movies in a minute. And I see a lot of horror movies as we all know. <laughs> I see too many. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I am double checking myself just to be sure. Oh yeah. Okay. Least favorite of the year. The strays. 
I refuse to watch it, but I believe you. <laughs> it's, it's not good. It is not good. And then, and then it is Infinity Pool. I was like, you know what I'm not going to do? Watch that shit. And then I didn't. And everybody's like, it's awful. Except for three people on Twitter. And I was like... I was, Yeah, I will say this. I have ranked 168 movies in the 2020s so far. Uh, the Strays is 155. Oh. <laughs> and Infinity Pool is 137. I don't have mine fucking ranked, and I should have. Oh, no, no, this is easy. This is easy. No, fuck me. Trinket Box is the worst movie I've seen this year. It's on Tubi. Oh, I haven't. Um, It opens with some racism, and then it somehow gets worse, but less racist sometimes. I don't. It's it's an experience. No, I'm sorry. I take it back. I don't know if she counts as a genre, but God is a bullet had me fucked up. I gave that bitch a half star. I'm fighting that director. Me and Jamie Foxx got beef. Like, me and the dude from fucking Game of Thrones got beef. Me and my girl, <laughs> Mika, got beef. Like, I came out an angry bitch after that movie. And it was also long, on top of being awful and misogynistic. I fucked that movie. Fuck that movie. Um, Yeah. I'm not seeing... I've heard good things about it, but now I won't watch it. God is a bullet? We'll see. Yeah. Whatever I say, good things. Well, I don't know that I've heard good things. I heard things. I was about to say, because that I put yeah. a review up, and somebody wrote us a novel about how I just didn't enjoy it, and I was like, because I don't enjoy essay being somebody's focal point. Yeah, no. Because um, yeah, that director came out of hiding just to piss me off. Like he was like, that bitch's blood pressure has been lowered. Let me. <laughs> run out here and show her I can do worse than The Notebook. The bat signal is up. It's the same director of The Notebook. And so, like, me and his movies will just never get along oh. <laughs> for different reasons. Yeah, I'm not a big Notebook person Listen, either. So I'm I with you there. I fucking The Notebook. My sister loved it because she likes to cry at things. She's a Virgo. And I was like, this is, they were old. I mean, they were going to die anyways. I don't understand why we're crying. <laughs> I remember the first time I watched this, you'll you'll appreciate this. The first, and we'll end on this. But the first time I watched that movie was in an apartment in Warrensburg, Missouri. <laughs> And it was me, Kayla Sue, uh, Alex uh, McHale. I think Deanna was Deanna Mazra was there. Well, now Deanna with it, Baron, and maybe maybe Lauren Birdsong. I think Lauren Birdsong was also there. Me, Lauren, Aunt Deanna, and Kayla Sue were like, okay, that was an okay movie. Alex McHale was boo balling, boo hooing. That scans. <laughs> That does scan. Um, when you tell me who I was there, I was like, that's the one who's going to like it. <laughs> she was, I mean, just tears streaming down her face. Like, snot flowing. Like, no. My sister, for a full year after we saw it, was like, but they die. I'm like, they were old. That's what happens. And so it's not, it's not what you think it is. I don't know how to tell you this, but when you're 70, time is short. Um, we're not rich people. Like we're not gonna do well in our seventies. We make it that far. Uh, um, she's like, no, but then they were in love. I'm like a lot of people love a lot of things, and they turn seventy, and again, and so it's not like that was a plot twist. It was like, oh no, they died. It's like they gonna die. Like <laughs> they gonna die. That's what I know about this movie. And it's also it's called well, the Notebook. Yeah. I get Notebook involved. Those are my two truths. Like, <laughs> right. Well, especially me as someone who's like super sentimental, and I cry at anything and everything. Cry. I I mean it was sad, but it wasn't like boohoo and ballin' sad. Like most of my Mondays are sadder. Just, and so I just can't I just can't. 
And that's when I was Anyways. like, maybe I just oh. hate this genre. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm dead inside. I don't know, both. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, that is our thoughts on Evil Dead from 2013, Evil Dead Rise, The Notebook, uh, so many different things. Infinity Pool, you know, as we go down the list. I'm ready um, to read on a movie and it was an Infinity Pool. <laughs> Well, we had the same top three. They were just in different. different I don't know how mine are going to fall. I think that I think that talk to me might take it, but also I just rewatched Evil Dead Rise, and so like I'm like, oh, I'm back in formation, Mr. Cronin. I'm back in formation. Um, but we'll see how I feel. I would put talk to me as two for me because Scream is my number one. But like I would put talk to me as two and Evil Dead Rise is three. Scream five and Scream six are my new comfort movies, which were slots taken by Josh Rubin, as we know, for most of the pandemic. Um, But I think that she's my third favorite from what I've seen this year so far. Which she was like my third or fourth favorite last year too, Scream five. So like it's it's fine, especially for it to be in competition with some of the shit I'm into because like I like that dark shit, y'all, clearly. Well, and you're not a franchise girl, so like. But I'm a scream bitch. Yeah. Like, scream can hit me in the face, and I'd be like, "Oh no, what did I do?" That's where I'm at, and it's not healthy. It's not right. <laughs> Same. I'm a loyal. I'm a loyalist. Anyway, there's no bad. Scream. All right, we're down. There's we're down more. We're, three, but there's no bad scream. <laughs> right. We're we're down other rabbit holes. We love so. we love <laughs> holes like Lee Cronin. <laughs> Dead mummies and holes in the ground. <laughs> this episode's gonna be five hours Hashtag long. The title, anyway. Dead mummies and holes in the ground. I don't know if we should put that out there in front of the FBI, but I think it's a good title. <laughs> that might maybe Lee Cronin would be like, "That's my title. I need to go check He'd it like, out." Are they looking at my computer, bitches? Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, that is our thoughts again on lots of stuff. Thank you all so much for listening. Next week, we're going to be covering Insidious and Insidious 2. I don't know if there's a subtitle or not, but we're the first two Insidious. We'll find her because she insidiously on HBO Max right now. <laughs> so like Insidious. The, the, the Insidious. <laughs> insidious and them. Oh. <laughs> But that's going to continue this month of double, double toil and trouble. We're creeping in here with that red demon in the PG-13 franchise. Get into it. Also, Patrick Wilson. So Ooh. more Thurston. If y'all thought we were thirsty this episode, you wait and fucking see what we just say next week. Because <laughs> I don't know me, but I know it ain't right. And I should probably see a professional. Oh. If Patrick Wilson. Uh, wait, anyways. Wait, All right. I was like, uh, we'll get into that. Because I... <laughs> We'll get into that next week because Pat. Ooh, anyway, uh, I'm already thirsty. Anyway, I got I, I gotta gotta go, go home. take a shower. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, y'all. Again, thank you so much for listening and supporting us here on Fear Street. As always, make sure that you stay fierce out there. Bye.